three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm not so much into it. As I said, this is fat cam for me. Once I'm done, I'm you know, you kind of dream sometimes, dad in life, just like what you want to be. Mine was a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I've, I've got into a fight was like, you when like I, I am Bruno Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> you have insulted Bruno <laughs> Miguel. <laughs> I'll pull out UFC gloves. <laughs> just start fucking. That would be terrifying. Bro, do you know what's more terrifying? A gun. <laughs> <laughs> True. This week's episode of the Tate Talks podcast starts in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 62 of the Tate Talks podcast. I'm your host, Tate Middleton. This is me, just me, and only me. Uh, today, I am doing a quick little update for the uh, listeners, for you guys, about the podcast. Um, at this stage, I've had a bit of a break for three weeks, I think. Probably coming up to four weeks, actually. Um, my housemate has been moving out of the house. It's been quite busy. I've started full-time work um, about about three or four weeks ago now myself um, to cover um, only having two housemates now. So the idea was him to go his separate way because uh, things weren't working out, unfortunately. Um, it's weird when you like you get older and you live with people and then you realize, I don't want to live with this fucking person. We do not align. Um, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> it has been a, a weird couple of weeks. Um, so I am getting closer and closer to a return of the podcast and having everything set up, guests back on, and pretty much just taking the podcast to the next level which I'm really keen to do either later this year or from the start of 2024. Um, if you hadn't listened to the last episode, I did say that one of the rooms in my house um, will be converted to a podcast studio, which is pretty exciting. So um, in saying that, it's just a fucking spare room, and I'm going to call it a studio. Uh, so hopefully going to reach out to many, many people. I've got about... Looking at my little whiteboard here, about seven people confirmed um, from all different things, entrepreneurs and obviously a lot of comedians and stuff like that, people in the, the medical industry and bits and pieces, So, um, which is super exciting. Just need to get a, um, a quiet atmosphere, obviously with things moving out of the house and not having um, any real uh, quiet time. Uh, as childish as that sounds, um, or, you know, the ability to sort of sit down in an environment and have someone over where we can talk in peace and there's not people bashing and crashing downstairs, moving their shit out of the apartment. But with every bash and crash, it means I'm a little bit closer to not dealing with certain fuckheads. Welcome to the Slander Podcast. My name is Tate Middleton. And uh, fuck my old housemate. <laughs> um, I am super excited to uh, start the next part of this podcast. Uh, living in Melbourne now, um, nearly coming up to a year. Pretty excited to start reaching out to a lot of guests that um, probably didn't have 
uh, the option to before. Been getting a lot of feedback on the clips and things on social media. So if you don't follow the Tate Talks podcast on social media, check it out on uh, YouTube, uh, the other one that is Instagram. And I also have TikTok now. I'm one of those people. I'm a, I'm a TikToker. I'm sort of, sort of a big deal. I think I have 33 followers, so um, I'm getting there. And the next uh, two-turn Tony or whatever his fucking name is, I might buy a duck or something like that. So that's pretty much the the uh, the plan at the minute is just to the last remnants of uh, the house getting back to normal. Hopefully that's within the next, you know, two to four weeks. Um, and then we'll go from there and it's just full guns ahead full guns blazing i don't know what the the saying is all sails a ship i don't know but um as i said plenty of guests who have confirmed that they're going to come on the pod which is awesome just need time to get them on and do it properly because if there's anything i hate doing um it's it's most things to be fair um (laughs) But I enjoy doing the podcast. I just like to do it properly when I can. Um, so unfortunately, I've preached consistency multiple times, but haven't been able to stay consistent myself. So not really a great message um, from my part. But you know, looking at my analytics and stuff like that, without community engagement from social media and you know all that type of stuff posting regularly blah 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 you can see that there is a big hit in the downloads um because you just you're just not out there people forget about you um there's too much content now um and if you're not in the you know the the fucking what i'm trying to say is if you're not something you know people see you straight away you're left for dead because something else will take your place so unfortunately taking a bit of a backward step but i think in this case the podcast will take two steps back and 10 forward i'm pretty excited for next year i know i've said that eight thousand times but i'm sort of like you know vamping for for time here to make the podcast episode a little bit longer because i'm just talking before i'm going to work and i didn't have an idea of what i was going to say but to reiterate housemates out podcast studio in more guests on podcast, fucking yay! So that's a good that's a good win for twenty twenty three. I had a um, a message recently, uh, well I say recently, but it was about a week ago. No, I lie. It was probably about three weeks ago. Um, someone said to me from a clip that I put up on social media um, that I looked like I'd lost a few kilos, which is true. Uh, I have been sort of, uh, while, um, not doing the podcast and I stopped doing stand-up, uh, I had a fucking all of a brief go at stand-up this year. Um, I think I did eight gigs, which was really nice to do eight gigs in Melbourne and actually learn that stand-up is extremely hard and I am shit. Um, but for the most part, it has been... It's been good to get back into it. I do still really enjoy it, um, but I just wasn't taking it seriously, so I decided to uh, just stop because I think, you know, stage time is valuable, um, and if you're not doing it properly, 
you don't deserve to get up on stage and do it. You know, you're wasting Booker's time, your time, and the audience's time. Um, that's just my mentality towards stand-up. So, obviously, if you're listening to this and you do stand-up, you know, you might have different opinions, but, you know, it's my fucking podcast. Um, so I stopped doing that. The thing is, since I stopped doing it, I said to myself, well, I moved to Melbourne to essentially do a lot more stand-up, get back into it because I really enjoy it. Obviously, do a lot more of the podcast. Um, knocked out, I think, about 15 episodes this year of the podcast, which realistically isn't that great, but at least it's better than having a 16-month layoff. Um, knocking out the eight gigs of stand-up as well. Um, obviously, it's better than nothing, but still, there is a hell of a lot of improvement to do in gigs-wise and actually stage performance and writing and just being a better comic because I will be honest I have definitely lost a lot of skill not that I had much but uh it is funny when you don't do something how fucking horrible you get at it um they say it's like riding a bike you know that that stupid fucking thing you know I'm pretty sure if you had a brain injury or something and they were like ride this bike you'd be like man it's pretty fucking tough um, and that's what it feels like to jump back into stand-up sometimes. Like you got a crippling brain injury. Um, I was going to say, though, I said to myself, because I'm not doing stand-up, that I have to put my time and energy into something else, um, which for the most part was the podcast, um, learning how to do clips and editing and things like that. I've quite enjoyed it, but, um, you know, you can only do that for so much time. And the other thing was simply because I wasn't doing enough podcasts that I didn't have that much to do. Obviously, you can always fuck around and get better and do bits and pieces, but I I find it more enjoyable when the stuff is current and I'm, I'm trying to make something new and not staring at the same faces all the time. The other thing was doing the clips. I realized how fucking horrible and morbidly obese I am. So I decided to really jump into... My fitness um, over the last, coming up to nine weeks, um, for the people who probably listen to the podcast early days, you'll know that I've, you know, gone to fat camp in um, um, fucking Thailand a few times uh, and trained Muay Thai at uh, Tiger. Um, And I tried to do that last year. I did it for four weeks. Got some good results, but inevitably went back to my shitty ways and um, I, I essentially put on majority of the weight that I lost. Um, last July, I was 145 kilos on the dot, which is also like one half it's disgusting, obviously. Like no person that's under probably seven foot eight should be 145 kilos. And even then, they would probably be classed as obese. But uh, I was, as a five foot fucking eleven man. Um, it's not really actually. I don't think I'm actually five foot eleven too. I, I think I'm like five feet ten inches and like some high eight number. So I just don't want to lie to you guys, but I am the greatest. Anyway, so. Uh, 
being 145 kilos probably isn't conducive to anything. Healthy life, fucking relationships, work, uh, your mental state, all that type of shit. Um, All the stuff that you need to be a functioning adult and someone who is, you know, there, present, not just fucking waiting for their next meal. Um, I decided, you know, to... To really have a go at my fitness and stuff. Um, I tried a fair few things. Like drastically going overseas. Um, you know. Changing my lifestyle from. You know. Eating shit food. and A lot of it to. You know. Going overseas and training and stuff like that. And as I said it worked. I lost like. It's like 11 or 12 kilos or something in. Four weeks. But it's just not. You just can't do it. It just unless you become a full-time fighter or something like that, that to be able to get that mentality to and time to train like that just doesn't work. So um, obviously once I went back into my real life back home in Australia, uh, I put the weight on, started eating KFC, and I fucking love KFC. You know people are like, oh, you know, you just eat McDonald's and you just know, you can just taste it's bad for you. Yeah, anything that's fucking, fucking taste or you think is bad for you usually tastes delicious. That's the trade-off. Oh, it's bad for me, but it's fucking delicious. And that's why I fucking shovel it in my fat fucking mouth. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, or TED Talk. But um, I decided to do something about my, my weight. I'm, I'm acting like I've lost like fucking 80 kilos here. That's not the case. You're going to see a picture of me in probably fucking a video in two weeks and be like, this kind of hasn't lost any fucking weight. What the fuck? Does he ramble on and on about David Goggins? Anyway, motherfuckers. Um, so I tried multiple times to lose weight. I went to an exercise physiologist. I went to a dietitian. I went to Thailand to try and kickstart my mentality to be fucking um, the next fucking Ong Buck or something like that. Uh, all that shit didn't work. It really didn't work um, because I found out that I had like severe sleep apnea. Um, all was well on my way to finding out that I had severe sleep apnea until I uh, actually went to the stage of booking into a sleep clinic which I didn't know that that was a fucking thing, um, and was told that there was a five-month wait. Uh, I was told by the doctor that I had to go to a sleep clinic ASAP because it's so important, um, and then on uh, calling them and finding out that it was a five-month wait, I went, fuck me, that makes no sense. What the fuck? Can't. Um, so I went back to the doctor's, with the tail between my legs. Now the thing about sleep apnea, and I didn't know this, and I just thought that being obviously a morbidly obese man, um, you're just tired. That that's the thing. You know, you're just tired. You're obviously you just you're just tired because I think doing anything is hard because you're shifting so much weight, obviously. But um, what was happening is I was waking up in the night gasping for air. And I was like, I can't remember this being normal. Um, and then I, I, that went on for, you know, practically, it's probably been going on for a couple of years now, realistically. Uh, but the thing that happened was I, um, 
I became aware of it and every time I woke up I'd get really annoyed and sometimes it was actually really really bad and I would jump out of bed and I'd be standing there half asleep in the dark just breathing extremely loud and I could feel my heart pumping out of my chest like it was just bouncing and I was like that can't be good and I would get to about one o'clock at work and I would start profusely yawning and I could go to bed if someone was like hey there's a bed over there do you want to take a nap I feel like I would have probably slept for eight hours and that's every day it's every day um, you wake up every night gasping for air and it it weirdly gets worse and worse but I don't think it actually does because what happens is I think you become aware of it and then you just really take it in so obviously when you're half asleep usually you're just like man fuck it and you go back to bed but once you're aware of it you start to notice and you're like oh this is actually fucked the doctor was telling me that I would realistically um stop breathing up to upwards of like 50 times a night realistically um he asked me how many times I thought or how many times am I waking up a night and I would be like oh it's got to be at least 10 these days and that was the thing you would you'd sleep for probably 30 minutes and you'd wake up and then you'd sleep for another 40 minutes and you'd wake up and you just keep doing that and keep repeating that shitty thing. And you'd never get continuous sleep. So obviously the issue with that is when you're trying to lose weight, it doesn't happen because apparently you block your like REM sleep or something. And that's when you go in your deepest sleep. I believe, I could be wrong, I'm no sleepy doctor, um, that what happens is you don't get the time to recover. And obviously that's why sleep is so so important because you get to recover um sort of like a a reset of the brain i guess um but i couldn't do that because what would happen was and people go what is sleep apnea so i think i had like i think what the doctor referred to is uh fat induced sleep apnea i don't know if he said fat actually but if you picture obviously your chin gets a lot of fat Um, If you're a thin person listening to the podcast, what happens to us fats is when we get too fat, fat goes everywhere and it goes on your chin and your neck and stuff like that. And also your forehead. You get a real fat forehead like a caveman. Um, I don't think there's any cavemen listening to this podcast, so I think I can say that without offending anyone. Um, And what happens is obviously you build up fatty tissue everywhere. I had it fucking everywhere because I was 145 kilos like you can't not have fat everywhere if you're 145 kilos and five foot ten and fucking let's just call it fucking actually I'm five foot two fuck it all right for this story so what happens is a lot of fatty tissue everywhere fatty tissue under your chin especially um especially there's no x in that word um and what happens is having fatty tissue under your chin and around your neck obviously you get fatty tissue on your shoulders on your chest everywhere in between where your neck will essentially fold onto at night so what has happened is the fat from my neck has hit the fat from my fucking chest let's call it or my fucking my shoulders or whatever and hunched over at night obviously you don't have any control of yourself 
when you're sleeping and you toss and turn and get yourself into weird positions. And what's happened is the fat around my neck would push on my neck regardless. And then once I would essentially crane my neck and twist it into these positions where I had something else pushing against it, which is other fucking fatty tissue, it would close over my throat. And then you stop breathing. And that's sleep apnea for weight, uh, I think, weight-induced sleep apnea. I think there's another one where people are thin and they get sleep apnea. <laughs> and then you're fucked because you're thin and you can't do anything fucking about it unless you get thinner. And I don't think you, in that case it really fucking matters. I think you just got a weak fucking neck or something. I'm not sure. I'm not a sleep doctor. But this is sort of what I picked up from the internet. So what happens with that is obviously you shut off your fucking breathing. Like you literally stop breathing and then you wake up and you gasp for air. They reckon obese people, it's like 80% of obese people have sleep apnea. So that's why you see fat people being tired and shit like that. And they're lazy and all that, those type of things because there is, they're just not sleeping. And you think you're normal. You really do, but you're not. You're just fucking fat and tired and dying essentially. So I had to change, I had to lose some weight um, and over the last nine weeks I've got some good results. Um, I So I was, la- so last, ju- last July 2023, 145 kilos. As I sit to you today on the 15th of November uh, 2023, I know it's over a year but I can honestly say that I've only had probably did, went to Thailand, lost ten kilos, ended up probably putting I, I think I lost twelve kilos. I ended up putting back on like eight or nine. So let's just say three months ago or four months ago, whatever it was, that's four months ago, I was hundred and forty kilos and currently I'm hundred and nine kilos. Hundred and nine point two. I'm gonna rob myself don't want to pretend like I'm ripped. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm 109.2 kilos at the moment. So I've lost a bit of weight, feel better, sleeping better. I will say this though, before anyone gives me any plaudits, I did seek medical help in the way of pharmaceutical drugs. Um, I won't go too much into that because I feel like, and I've chatted to a few friends about like discussing it on the podcast and stuff like that. Um, that I feel like people might jump to this and be like, oh, I can just get on that fucking drug and then everything's sweet. No. Like, you have to have, like, a lot of things fucking against you, like sleep apnea and fucking general things that are stopping you from exercising properly. Like, if you're, you know, you need to lose 20 kilos, well, fuck, you're not getting it. You need to lose probably closer to like 60 kilos and there probably has to be some things that are fucking you over like sleep apnea or just some some sort of other medical condition because I don't want to advertise or advocate the drug uh, for people who haven't tried everything and I as I said I went to specialists dietitian uh, fucking uh, exercise physiologist um, went to Thailand I didn't mention I got a personal trainer. I I did everything that I'd done in the past and more to lose weight and still 
still fucking struggled and just couldn't do it. I would lose weight, but I would come crashing down to reality because I just couldn't keep up the energy levels. And that was the thing. I wasn't recovering. I would have these massive sessions and then I would wake up the next morning and I'd be dead and I'd be dead for the entire day. Um, and it was pretty brutal and I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I booked in for the, obviously the sleep clinic and then you do a sleep test. They do all your fucking data and then you get a sleep, uh, a CPAP or HPAP machine, which is the thing that blows oxygen into you, um, and helps you sleep. Uh, so I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't wait five months because I was fucking dying. I was genuinely fucked. Uh, mood went down, mentality towards fucking everything went down, fuck everything, sex drive went down, um, you know, you, you, the weird thing is you still, you know, you have, the only thing that's really consistent is your appetite, but I think you're in such a rut that you just keep on fucking, um, it's, it's just the easy option, so obviously wasn't losing any weight through that, but in saying that, I have worked my dick off, um, literally, I'm smooth like fucking Ken down there, because I worked my dick off, I worked out six days a week while I was on this drug, uh, with an hour minimum of intense cardio, I ate extremely low calories, which was the benefit of this drug, the other part of this drug is, it is classed as an amphetamine, so obviously it picks up your, um, your energy levels and stuff like that, I'm now off the drug, because there's plenty of things that you can't do with it. You know, if I ever got pulled over driving, it would say that I have amphetamines in my system and that would have been a whole fucking saga. Even though it's a prescription drug and I was allowed to take it, it still would have been a fucking ball ache and something that I don't want to live with. You can't drink alcohol on it. I want to drink alcohol. I want to eat fucking KFC occasionally, I want to do all those things, I, I don't plan on being fucking absolutely jacked, because I don't have the mentality and fortitude to get to that point, I just wanted to be lighter, so I didn't sweat putting on my fucking thongs, right, so that was the idea behind it, and I'm, I'm really pushing towards, um, towards essentially like, last option is obviously getting any sort of pharmaceuticals, that are going to fucking alter your fucking probably your brain and your body and this and that. Um, I've been off it for all of three days now and there is withdrawals and things like that and I do feel extremely strange. Um, I don't feel myself at the moment because I've been having these fucking drugs. Essentially, I've been on meth for fucking nearly eight and a half weeks and... The reason I decided to stop it is because I was like, well, if you take this for another six weeks, which I have a prescription for, um, you might be sucking dick for meth once I get out of it. You know what I mean? So I, I needed to do something, and I was really happy with my results, obviously losing you know, 29 kilos or 28.8 kilos or whatever it is. Extremely happy with that, but at the same time, I'm like, well, that ain't the end game, and... I, I can't be on this stuff for the rest of my life um, because it, it takes away from life. I don't get to, you know, you can't you can't do a lot of things and in the way of you know 
I know drinking doesn't sound like it's fucking something that I should be like, yeah, I need because I need to be able to drink. I've got to get off it. But, you know, a couple of beers here and there is not a bad thing, you know. As the doctors always say, like, I think they say three bottles of wine a night is good for you or something. I don't know. I didn't concentrate. But the the main thing is, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to advocate any sort of drugs um, for losing weight. So there is that. And if you are going down that path, you have to obviously talk to doctors and get the go-ahead. And I had to do tests and bits and pieces and see that I could actually get onto this because it's not a, it's not something they give you lightly. So, you know, if you're trying to track it down and you want to and you're really, 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 really struggling with your weight, then I mean, you know, to, from 2019, I was like 140 kilos and now it's 2023, so it was a long time, and I attempted multiple times throughout the years, like each year I probably have two really strong cracks at losing weight, and really, really pushing to lose weight and stuff like that, and I just either got injured, um, I couldn't fucking, I was probably getting injured because my body couldn't recover at all, um, and my my fatigue levels were so high all the time that I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it, um, and that that is it. So I've still obviously got realistically, I don't know. The doctors would be like, you need to lose forty more kilos, mate, like to be even classed as healthy. But it's a far cry from one hundred and forty five kilos. Like I I don't think I look crazily different or anything like that I think I have a bit more energy which is fantastic and that's what I was going for I stopped doing stand-up because oh you know I would plan to go to a gig and stuff and I would finish work and I'd be like I'm so tired I have to go home and then I was like I'm so tired I cannot possibly cook dinner for myself I'm so tired that I can't buy a chicken and some salad from the supermarket extra walking is too hard I must get KFC delivered. And that was the rut that I was in. And to be honest, I might get back to that point. I'm not fucking preaching here and this might be just an open fucking dialogue for my downfall. Um, which I'm quite aware of that I have stacked on the weight multiple, multiple fucking times in my life. Um, and it's always a constant battle. It's probably the biggest thing that I fucking, you know, always maintained. You know, it's either jerking off or putting on weight. Um, so realistically, that's where I'm at. Um, the podcast is a go. We're getting closer and closer. I mean, fucking close. Like I'm so, so close to getting, um, the, the studio and stuff set up. Um, I think there's just some paperwork to be done and it's, it's the house is ours. Um, I believe. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, but I won't catch. I was going to say won't catch my chickens before they hatch. Clearly not, you moron. Um, but that's it. So a bit of an update on the podcast, a bit of an update on, you know, essentially me doing stand-up, uh, not doing the podcast, and also, you know, in the background trying to lose some weight and, you know, how I went about. I will say this. If you're an overweight person, I'm always fucking surprised by the amount of people that weirdly tune into the episodes that I do by myself um so thank you if you are struggling with your weight and stuff like that and uh, this obviously 
it's probably more for Australians, but um, you can get a, a wellness health care healthcare plan um, that is subsidized by the government and you will get um, to see an exercise physiologist, you will get to see a dietitian, um, you'll get a lot of like uh, things written up for you like uh, dietary plans and also um, uh, you know working out plans, routines and stuff like that. Um, and they'll just point you in the right direction of getting the ball rolling. Will you fail? Probably at some point. But the key is to just start getting back into it incrementally. And I think that was the biggest thing that helped me this time was instead of going full-blown psychopath... Oh, I will say this too. I started taking the wonder drug um, that is referred to by my brother... Um, but what happened was I was on it for three days and really, really, really hurt my fucking back. Don't know what I did. I don't know if I overworked myself at the gym, um, but really hurt my back. Uh, the episode that I filmed with Hannah Sainty was the day that I fucked up my back. So if you go back and listen to that podcast or you go and watch the video, I am in so much fucking pain that it is, it was not funny, it, I was so painful, um, but it, so to put that in perspective, so what happened was, I, I hurt my back, woke up with a sore back, and then it got progressively worse, I had a week off work, um, after that, probably two weeks after that, um, I started getting a lot of pains in odd places, like my armpit, and fucking, you know, like, I had a lot of pain in my testicles, which isn't fun. It was pretty scary. I, I thought I had testicular cancer. I was feeling around down there, and I was like, is that a lump? I think it's a lump. It's tender. What the fuck? I ended up going to the doctors. The doctor was like, you've got to go for an ultrasound on your testicles, and I was like, sick. Of course, too, I don't know if you've ever looked up the symptoms for uh, testicular cancer, it is literally the first thing that comes up is back pain out of nowhere, and I was like, sick, sick, and then I watched a couple of things on YouTube about fucking um, people getting their diagnos uh, diagnosis or finding out how they had fucking um, testicular cancer, and a lot of the times it was like, yeah, I had a sore back, so I just went to the doctors. I had a sore back for like six months, and then I just went to the doctors, and then they were like, hey, we're just going to do a scan, and then found out they had testicular cancer. So by the time I went to the, fuck, uh, is it radiographer? Is that the person who does the, I can't remember. Um, so by the time the person does that, by the time the person saw me to do that, I seriously convinced myself that I had testicular cancer. Um, that was probably about 12 weeks ago now. Um, I was extremely, about 10 weeks actually, extremely nervous. It was a horrible couple of days. I was thinking of contingency plans for this and that. And I was like, am I going to have to change the podcast to like the Tate's Dying podcast and all this type of shit? Um, it was scary. Like legitimately, I, I was very, very, very worried. Um, so it sucked. So I went to the radiographer, I think it is, or sonographer. I cannot remember. A sonographer might be the person who fucking writes shit in court. 
I don't know. Anyway, the fucking the person with the little fucking zappy gun that was rubbing it on my ball sack, right? And I went and got that done. I was so nervous on the day. I this is this is no joke. In the morning, I was so nervous that I had diarrhea. Just before I left, I farted and I shit myself. So I had to have another shower in about two seconds and then walk down to the radio radiographers. Um, then, while I was searching to get my referral out of my pocket, walking around on the street trying to find this establishment, I dropped my wallet on the ground and then I walked down to the fucking corner to be like, where's the door of this place? And it turned out that that was the entrance to the fucking cafe because everything has to have a fucking cafe in it now. No, I saw a fucking bed shop that had a fucking cafe in it the other day. Like, that is the last place that need. You go on a bed, you don't need fucking coffee. Makes no sense. Anyway. So then I was did the, the three tap of phone, wallet, keys, and realized that where the fuck is my wallet? Panically sprinted up the street, and my wallet was just sitting on the sidewalk of a very, very busy fucking sidewalk. I mean... I had to walk past about six or seven people and I was so lucky the way that my wallet had fell on the ground um, that it wasn't showing any cards or anything. It just looked like a weird little piece of leather on the ground because I've got one of those silly like sort of half flip. Not It's like a money clip with the cards on the other side. Anyway, because I'm a drug dealer. So I shit myself that morning and I fucking lost my wallet but found it, which is quite lucky because I had my Medicare card in there and I think it would have cost me about, no, my healthcare card, and it would have cost me like 200 bucks if I didn't have it. So I went in there, sat down, and I was like, I was thinking to myself, this is going to be the last day that I'm ever normal again. You know, this is the last day for a while that things will not be normal. Or Yeah, I think that's right. Because I was like, if I have to get chemo or this and that, it's it's going to be, you know, X amount of time. And it's, yeah, I was, I was extremely nervous. Um, I did read that the, 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 um, the, like, success rate from having testicular cancer um, to getting back to, like, a, a healthy, normal life is quite high, which is nice. But still, obviously, you know, being sick in any capacity isn't good, so... Um, it's not great. So I went in there and I was like, the, the the lady walked out, she said another person's name and I was like, all right, all right. It's like a middle-aged woman, fucking, that's fine. That's fine. I can deal with that. And then another lady walked out who looked like a fucking model and was so attractive. And I was like, I don't want this chick looking at my balls or my dick. Even my face, to be real, like, to be honest. And she was like, Tate Middleton. And I was like, fuck me. It's the hottest lady in the world. It's not like that. It's not like the fucking, the porn fucking (laughs) movies where it's like, oh, it's the hot one. Something might happen. It's like, no, you're going to ruin this lady's fucking morning with your fucking haggard balls. All right. So laid down. She was like, grab your penis. And I was like, it's happening. And she was like, pull it up and then put the towel over you and then I will come back in. And I was like, okay. I said one word and I was like, yep. And then went back. She came in and she was just like, listen, this is going to be fucking warm. 
um it's you know blah 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 funnily enough i actually had this done in uh when i was 20 because i had a, an ache in my balls um and i went and had it done i still remember the lady who was a middle-aged lady at the time she's probably a lot older now 13 years later and uh she was like hey just to let you know this is going to be quite warm and there's a lot of lube so there's a lot of lube so i don't burn your eggs and that's what she said so i don't burn your eggs and i've always remembered that it turned out i had a swollen epididymis that time when i was like 20 which is some little fucking tube off the side of your fucking balls that i think goes into your urethra so you can shoot out fat loads of semen all right and i had a swollen one so that was an easy fix because i just took um ibuprofen this time i took a lot of ibuprofen because my back was broken and it didn't do anything so i was like fuck we're going to die i had a sore armpit and the sore side of my like fucking tit as well so every fucking thing i swear that says like you have um I fucking, I, I swear my body made up that I had it. Um, fun, like, I, obviously, I'm leading up to saying that I didn't have testicular cancer and it was all good. Got the results back. They just said that you do have some sort of, like, benign bits going on down there, which is super normal. And I was like, okay, sick. And I was like, why do my balls hurt? And they were like, um, what is it? referral pain or some bullshit from your you saw lower back he's like you've hurt your lower back quite bad um luckily enough i work with a, a osteopath who comes in once a week just to fucking change up her week type thing i asked her some questions and she was like yeah you've just fucking hurt your back quite seriously and the nerve endings are shooting pain back and forth and they lead into your groin so that's what's happening and you're having um, pains in your, your testicles and I was like okay so that was fucking terrifying it really was I thought life was done I, I, I really thought I, it's hard not for my brain to jump into fucking crazy life with cancer or this and that and blah 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 it's just how I roll um, and unfortunately that's what happened when I, I thought I I was sick um, but, um, I was fine in that regard. It's probably not great having like benign cysts or whatever the fuck they are in my balls. But, um, the doctor assured me, he's like, nah, you're fine, man. It's all good. It's just fucking, it's quite common. People your age have it. It's just, yeah, there's, there's just things down there. And I'm like, sick, man. Fucking sick. And I'm like, this is affect fertility do i you know can i stop wearing condoms and he was like no you don't need them anyway you don't get women and i was like fair enough doc you know you know what's up so that's it so that is a rundown on my entire fucking last 12 weeks of my life housemates fucking off fantastic good riddance um fucking thought i had testicular cancer don't that's fucking fantastic um also, I shit myself. <laughs> what a morning. I shit myself. I fucking... I, I lost my wallet and had to have some chick, like, fucking zap my testicles with an ultrasound. So professional, too. So professional. I'm... The health professionals in Australia that I've ever been to, and there hasn't been many, have always been so good and taken the... 
um, embarrassment or fucking everything that I thought that could go wrong, they've always been like, no, no, it's all good, like this, this and this. And I really do respect people who do that type of shit because those jobs can't be easy and they must be fucking difficult dealing with people who have medical issues. And when people are sick, they're mean um, because that's what we do. We lash out and we're just not happy when we're sick. And yeah, they deal with that shit all the time and they don't get the fucking props they deserve. So, But on my fucking podcast, health professionals, you're getting the props you deserve. So that's it, folks. If you've even decided to listen to this long of the podcast today, I apologize. I meant to do this for fucking 15 minutes and got on a bit of a run about my ball sack and shitting myself and the podcast and housemates and why they're cunts sometimes. Um, so the podcast will be going ahead very, very shortly. I am genuinely, genuinely excited for what is next for the podcast because I really love doing it and the cool thing is now I've had like four or five people reach out to me that want to be on the podcast which is fucking sick um and yeah I'm 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 just I'm pretty fucking excited for 2024 keen to get back into stand-up keen to get the podcast fucking rolling and hopefully hopefully do not get back to 145 kilos because it's an absolute fucking nightmare And I will put my hand high in the sky and say that I am the one who did that to myself. Um, And I don't shy away from that. As much as people give me um, compliments and fucking stuff like that, it is always my brain goes straight away and be like, you shouldn't be getting these compliments because you should never have fucking got to this point. Um, And that's just my brain. But if you need to lose weight and all that type of stuff, you know, start doing it because it it does make a hell of a lot of difference it's crazy it is crazy crazy how much your mentality changes as well that you're like oh you know i can't be fucked doing this and then because you're in a healthier fucking mindset you're like yeah i will do all my washing and fold it neatly and put it away i will wash my car i will walk down to the supermarket and grab a healthy option you just you're more inspired to do things and all like that so I can't wait to the next podcast. And it's like, I'm 198.7 kilos. 98.7. That's a, that's a big number. If I get there, I'll probably be pretty happy that I'm the fattest man in the world. Anyway, sorry for the long-ass fucking podcast. This is what I do. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Tate Talks podcast, episode 62. I'm not 100% sure when the next episode will be back with a human, with a human in my presence, a guest as they're called. Um, but once they are fucking back, you guys will see it firsthand. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for the people who have been listening to the podcast. Um, with nothing coming out, analytics are always going, um, always fucking ticking over. And for the people who listen to these episodes with me just talking, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I sometimes think to myself that obviously the podcast wouldn't be a thing if I didn't have guests on, but weirdly sometimes that these episodes uh just me talking get more actual listens and downloads than mine with guests so thank you um yeah i i really hope to to be back um doing more pods very soon um i've got to get ready for work 
because that's my life at the moment. One day I hope this is my fucking job and it's paying the bills. But until then, we got to go to the day job. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I will be back. Cheers.